Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in Somebody got spray tanned naked in their yard. That's somebody's me. Because I left my house this week, you guys. And I worked with Jaleel White. And he was lovely. And we had COVID tests. He was not naked in the yard. But a girl could dream. He was a delight. He had a nice car. special goat episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine coming to you from my steamy garage in Los Angeles, California. You guys, we're almost done with the best of episodes. Thank God I cannot write them out anymore. I cannot do it. At the end of this episode, we're going to announce who our three guest listeners are going to be next week. We're having three fans. We've chosen them. So you have to listen to the end and we're going to say who's going to break down one Pablo season with us. It's okay. Um, I also have two announcements coming up. You guys, I'm going to be doing shirt drawings for my book coming up. So if you buy it, if you buy a book, send us a receipt at rosepodcast at gmail.com. But uh, I want to just say I'm so excited. We're having a virtual book release party show, variety show. It's going to be at Dynasty Typewriter online Saturday September 26 at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And the good news about it is the link is up for a week. So it's only $5 and you guys can watch it anytime that week. But Lauren Lopkus is hosting it with me. It's going to work. Rob, uh, Rob Benedict is going to come on and tell a story. He's going to sing a song. He's going to do a cover song that I requested. He might be doing a Katy Perry cover song that I requested. So all sorts of people are going to be there. It's going to be, it's $5 for my Little Miss Little Compton book release party. And if you go on that website, it's up on the link. It's through Dynasty Typewriter and it's on our Facebook page. You can also get a custom book plate signed to you or a loved one. So I could be like, hey, Bernadette, keep on rocking, signed to you. Good for holiday presents. Also, don't forget if you if you there's for 250 people, if you order the book through ardenmarinebook.com, you can get a book and a tote and a book plate. This is it, guys. I promise you, once Claire comes, I'm not gonna keep talking about this. Apparently, it's all about the pre-orders. So it comes out September 29th. Guys, it's a fucking pandemic. I can't go on tour. I'm in my garage. I got I cut my own hair. I, I'm just trying to fucking sell this thing. It took a long time to write. I'm so tired. I have I have like ADD, but I fucking wrote a book and it's entertaining and you know, you can use it as like, you can use it to prop up your computer for Zoom to give you a nice angle if you don't read it. I don't care what you do with it. I don't, I mean, whatever. I'm not judging you. Speaking of not judging you guys, we have, I'm going to say, I'm going to say an all out celebrity lineup. I'm going to say, when I say you guys are going to be excited by this, um, I'm not lying. I'm going to start with the rookie's rookie who is here. This is a gentleman who is new to the podcast, new to the Bachelor franchise. So as you know, we have our rookie of the year every year. This year it's Jerry Trainer, And then we brought this gentleman on for his first podcast with us. Um, and he became the rookie's rookie, maybe the protege of the rookie, as you would say. Um, he 
hosts the Daily Zeitgeist with our girl Tana. He is also the host of a show that you guys might very much like about uh, 90 Day Fiance. It's called 420 Day Fiance, where he gets high and watches 90 Day Fiance, also on iHeartRadio. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend, the rookie's rookie, Miles Gray. Thank you so much. What a reaction. So glad to be here. Thank you so much. Our listeners have really been excited about you. I, uh, you know, it's just synergistic. That's what it is. Reality is the environment I thrive in. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm surprised I haven't drank from this river before. It's so uh, exciting to get the platform. And I just want you to splash around in that river and just be yes, free. Yes, just yes. like feel accepted and just like whatever good and bad things you have. Like we yes. are a safe space for you. That's why I've got my I am candle. I'm splashing in. around like Raven and Nick in that bog or swamp or whatever they were doing four wheeling. And, and when her s- hair got in that water, I don't have hair, but I was like, is that cool? Is that cool? I know. I was, I was okay. like, I, I was picturing swamp water in a tight jean as like a lady. Like mm. I was thinking like swampy jean Ooh, and yeah. yet it was kind of hot. Like it was like hot and also yeah. possibly going to have bacteria. Sure. Also with us is a woman, a friend of the podcast. Can I just say she's also an author. She is, she hosts an incredibly popular podcast called Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, a friend of our podcast, your new best friend, my new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello. My God. Thank you. What a nice, warm reception this is. Um, so, you know, my podcast, I've got the one-on-one version that you've yes. been on and that you're about to be on again. I'm very yes, excited. Honey. Yes, and honey. And I've got <laughs> the group version, which, so the one-on-one is Monday. The group version is Thursday. And I have a bunch of people and uh, sometimes I feel like, I feel like I have more people on this show at one time than many other podcasts. So yes. I love that we're sitting here with six people. We've got a party. I love it. We're all so lonely. It's so isolating. We're so, I realized yesterday when I, I went and did a game show yesterday, it was my first time out. Everybody got tested. Everyone was in their own pod. You know, I'm a nervous Nelly. You know, I'm a fucking weirdo. That was my fourth COVID test. Not because I'm socializing because I'm insane. Not because I've been in a grocery store because I've touched my own door handle. And so it was really weird to be with people. So this is my social life. Okay, here we are. Here we go. I'm saving a person for last. And this is a person that you guys, you've asked and we have listened. I have done this podcast now for five and one half years. We have done hundreds of this podcast. We have had a lot of people come on. I don't think, and I'm going to ask Katie and Tana, who are our friends. Hello, Katie. Hello, Tana. Have we ever had a response to a person coming on that our listeners have given to our present day rookie of the year. I mean, it's, it's like a frenzy. They love his sort of outsider perspective on this world that we've made him drink the Kool-Aid. Katie, Anna, have you, have we ever seen a response like this? No, uh, definitely no, no. not. That's, there you go. <laughs> wow. That's how you did. Who was asleep at the wheel when I came on the first time a long time ago? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Jerry last time sang a bunch of songs and people went nuts for it. People went nuts. <laughs> people went nuts. 
People went nuts. It was also, here's the thing, Allison. He's never watched the show and he's never seen it before. And neither is, neither is Miles. And like the, the passion level of somebody who didn't, it's almost like he stumbled into the wrong door. Like he went to go in, he was trying to go to the dentist and then he stumbled into some weird like roller disco sex club and then he just decided to stay. Like that's how, and we're all, we've all been in here for five and a half years and we tricked this guy that thought he was just going to get his teeth clean. And it's like, no, we're going to, and as a man that I believe maybe got a haircut, I, I'm just going to say that, you know, him from iCarly, you know, him from Drake and Josh, but mostly it feels like, you know, him from the impassioned rookie of the year. He will guard and protect your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry trainer. That, that is a ridiculous, ridiculous opening. I can't live up to it. No, you can't. I keep you waiting can't. for the other shoe to drop. It's going to drop today. I'm going to be awful today. Obviously, that's obviously going to happen. I don't want to entertain anyone. You don't have to I'm be. I'm going to be like Nick Vial. I'm just going to flatline okay. the whole thing. So, Where? What is going on with him? He no. has the charisma of a piece of paper. Allison, let's, let's get into it. All right. So, guys, for those of you who are who like yourselves more than I do and you're just listening at home, because let me tell you what, based on the amount of Tweet of the Weeks and God bless those fucking warriors that are watching with us. We know you guys are just listening to the podcast and we don't blame you. We know you're like, girl, I can't do it. This format of this episode. <laughs> now, Allison, you said you liked this. I really, Break it yes. down for me because I'm you shocked. You had given me a lot of like warnings, yes. disclaimers, yes. apologies. I feel yes. like you'd, you'd given me many outs in case I didn't want to put myself through the three hours. So I was yes. expecting it to really feel like a job. And then I found that I actually enjoyed enjoyed watching it um okay. as I was I, I liked getting this potent dose of uh it was like the cliffs cliffs notes that being said as it got further into it when they spent like so, I felt like am I watching a whole episode now with Vanessa and a whole episode with um yeah I'm forgetting the name of the other one but there were some like Raven yes I and felt Rachel. like let's break this up a little more and have a little more interviews. Let's have him back. And I heard you say, it looks like the Ramada Inn. It very much does. I don't know. Is his son the only staff member that's there? Yes. And on? his son, what, what, Miles. Like you've trapped seen against his, his will. You've yeah. seen his son there, Miles. You've seen, how do you his think his son His posture gets doing? worse every episode, I feel like. He was like <laughs> upright and he's just sort of like, yeah. The, and, but it's great because he always has to feign enthusiasm with his dad. Yeah. His dad's like, hey, Josh, buddy. You ready for some amazing moments? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> please. Thank you. And I just yes, feel for father. him as someone who's like had to, you know, be like with his dad in a public facing thing. Like, oh, dad, just like, just do your thing. Just ignore me. Well, you know, stop throwing to me, dad. Yeah. He hates the dad. He, <laughs> he, he hates The Bachelor. You yeah. Know, franchise. You know, he's generally getting high in the basement. Like there's yes. no... You know, like, because you also look at that house, that room tells you everything you need to know about Josh's childhood, you know? And it's like, mm. hey, buddy, like, hey, bud, like, and they're up in like some fancy house in Calabasas, but it's, but it's the house that the bachelor built. It's not been updated for a while, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and I wonder if he's an only child. Tana, can you see if he's an only child? He's not. Who's the other one? He has a sister. He has yeah. a sister as well. Mm. So there's two of them. Older or younger sister? I think younger. 
Katie, what do you say? Katie's getting on that mic. I see her coming in hot. No, he has a. They have. He has a, a younger daughter, and then his kid just went to college. He actually like yeah. went to college. Like Harrison are, Harrison in Texas, yeah. right? Yeah, Harrison TCU. Harrison Texas. But like he's living there. Like I don't get right. how why that. I, I think it's. It makes me nervous for everybody's kid. I will say this. I remember Nick. I liked Nick, and I. And I enjoy Nick personally now. I think like Nick is a charming, fun, nice guy. I remember when he became The Bachelor. I think when you've been seen, so he'd already been on four seasons. When you've seen behind the curtain that many times, it almost felt like there was a deadness to the eyes. Mm -hmm. Like there was no way anybody was going to really, like I think when you've been, I choose to believe that he really did like those Andy and Caitlin and that he really did put his heart on the line. And when you've been publicly crushed and like shut down that many times, and then now it's just about Instagram followers, Jerry, I mean, if that's you is, are you just a shell of a man trying to get to the bone zone? Mate? Like, how do you do it? If it's your fifth time on the bachelor, is it, are you going to give a performance that's slightly flatlined like this? I mean, I- there's, there's so much to unpack there about this person because I'm watching his episode and I feel like, like there's a moment where he's talking to not Raven, Raven Vanessa. Vanessa. Now you've never seen him before. You don't know who he is. Have you? Well, you- I saw, we did Caitlin season. We did Caitlin season yeah. and he showed up there. Yes. And, and we're like, who's through. this guy? And everyone hated him because it was like, yeah, you shot, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's then he right. was like, let's go right to the bone zone. Mm-hmm. And they went to the bone zone. That's right. They fucked in Ireland, I believe, after watching the Cranberries play in a church. Immediate bones bonage. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Well, then he goes on Bachelor in Paradise, which I didn't see. Yeah. And I didn't see him get crushed by Andy. I didn't either. Did anybody here? Allison, did you see him get, did you watch it? Katie, Anna, did you see him get crushed by, Katie did. Was, what, did he seem super into her and was it really crushing? Yeah. I just I, don't believe that. No, I, Having not seen it, I I do not believe that. You know, Andy, Jerry, you because know, I saw Andy get, get crushed by Juan Pablo. Yeah. It's just I, a crushed human centipede domino. <laughs> <laughs> of bone-in and heartache. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you? Yes. So Katie, did, did Katie, he really was get he his really heart crushed? broken? Was he Does he really even have a heart? I felt like he got more crushed by Caitlyn personally, if I remember Caitlin was a cutie. Caitlyn was a cutie pie. Like, I think he it liked Andy. I didn't ever thought they were like that good for each other. Um, now, but he, like, he, Caitlyn, I felt like he really got crushed by. Well, he also got publicly shamed with Andy for getting at it and then bringing it up. At yeah. the after the final rose, I mean, like, but we made love, and then people, and then she got like slut shamed by America, mm-hmm. and then so he's 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 been controversial throughout. Miles, what do you have to say about all of this? I think he is a hollow man uh, inside. You can tell because he got like he even admits how emotional he gets when he even has to like let someone else down. But even then, I feel like. It, he feels like his his lingering human programming is to tell him that, but he's like the undead of people who have dated. Like he's like a white walker where yeah. he's like, yes, I'm in the form of Nick, but I no longer have a soul and I wander the earth trying to fuck. And then I will pretend to feel bad because that's what I need to do to continue my fuck path. Um, so I don't know, like he's kind of lame. Like Jerry, you know, when we saw him show up in Caitlin, so I was like, Ugh. like, I don't like this guy. I didn't like that. He was already at the inside track by already being on television. And that was sort of affecting it. Uh, so, you know, 
I, I, I he's very unexciting, but he, I don't know. Like it, it really is his pull with women is really interesting, and in that he's such a shapeshifter too. Like he's has like all these different looks to the point where I was confused if it was another like just vaguely like traditionally handsome man I was looking at. Because I remember he, like, the the turtleneck. I remember that like it was like the dickhead on top of like <laughs> the neck brace turtleneck and Lapland. And they cut out Raven never having had an orgasm and doing the cartwheels down the street. Allison, did you watch Caitlin's season? No. Um, I did not watch Caitlyn's season, although I, I went on quite a scavenger hunt today to watch clips and things. So I, can I ask you a question yes, about the anything. bachelor? I don't know if it was women tell all or wherever it was that he supposedly slut shamed her because he's like, if you didn't love me, why did you make love make with love. me? Make love. Yes. And then with this me, guy. not to me, which is a yeah. weird choice. Make love of with me. Will but, you make so, love with me? Every, oh, so Gross. everyone was saying that he slut shamed her. Um, but if the, if the shoe was on the other foot and a woman asked a man that I yeah. don't think we'd have a problem with it. No, but here's my, so when you watched it, did you think that he was slut shaming her? I never, I didn't start yet. I oh, started okay. in Kaylin's season. So when he showed up and everyone was like, Ooh, Nick, I'm like, who's this guy? Katie, did it feel like a slut shame? Because I agree with you. It doesn't feel like that big of a deal. America is just so, like, the people who watch this are, I think it's very white, very yeah. Christian. Like, mm-hmm. I like, personally don't. Yeah. I don't think it was a slut shame, but I think you're right. But I also think people have changed because look at what, like, Hannah B said then. You know, like, yeah, I fucked him in a windmill. Like, <laughs> four times. I fucked him in a windmill four times. So, But, yeah, I mean, I think she, Andy, I think, like, got mad that he brought it up. And if I'm trying to remember, I think like Andy got mad that he brought it up. And then people are like, well, you slut shamed her. Yeah. And- she said that it was um, below the belt. Which I didn't no think pun. I'll say. Hey. 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 I mean, like if he had been like, why'd you fuck me then? That's different. Right. Like, I know. Why'd you make love know. with yeah. me? That's what Jerry, I would have said. Jerry, what do you have to say? You- I was just going to say, I that that's the crux of this guy is he seems to be, like Miles said, a shapeshifter, a master manipulator. No matter how many hearts he breaks, it's always his heart that's getting broken. Mm. He's always like, he's either getting dumped or dumping someone. But either way, this breaks my heart to do. And oh God, and he just starts the waterworks. And I was like, this guy just likes being on television. This is an acting role for him. I don't think he wants love. Anna, Anna, what were you about to say? I, I, saw I your just hand. wanted to say, um, to add to uh, Jerry's, he's an actor. If you look into the Groundlings website, you can find a photo of him with his class and improv team. So Somebody I know. Oh. Did Does he have a wig on? Or else it's not a Groundlings class. <laughs> Groundlings <laughs> loves a wig. Yeah. Groundlings loves a wig. So here we are. We're starting out. Poor Nick Vial. He's been rejected twice. And then he went on Bachelor in Paradise. I met him. I never started watching the show until the Caitlyn season. um, Which I thoroughly loved that season. I saw him go to Paradise where he played the nice guy. So that was sort of his redemption tour. And then he he hooked up with Boobs in the Moonlight. I can't remember. Jennifer, Boobs in the Moonlight. Oh, yeah. That Um, was in his, like, shipwrecked Spencer Pratt phase. (laughs) (laughs) Shipwrecked Spencer Pratt. 
I'm saying he looks like a different yes, person to me every time. I'm like, yes, that's exactly right. And it's, the, he's John Lithgow deep faked <laughs> onto Spencer Pratt's part. Right, 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 right. Wait, what's that? Didn't, so he has an oils business, and then Spencer Pratt, didn't he and Heidi Montag for a while sell crystals? Crystals, and yes. What is, do they still sell the crystals? I think they do. I think they're called Pratt Daddy Crystals. <laughs> oh my God. And I know anyone, what I'm getting for Christmas. <laughs> if anyone watched the Hills reboot, they have like huge crystals and geodes and things in their house. And like they, they're, I think they're like cash poor, but crystal rich. Oh. <laughs> so many rocks in their house. Jerry, I have your address. Them. I know where you live and I like to send you. If a you thing. send me a Pratt Daddy Crystal. It's yeah. coming right through your windows. You know, anytime something arrives. I'm going to sling those things so hard. You know what the best part is whenever I mail Jerry something is there's no note attached. I never send no. a note. So you know when something arrives, there's no note. And you're like, I didn't order this. Yeah, you it's like, oh, uh, God. You know, you know who sent it. The okay, UPS guess- guy is just like, <laughs> quarantine's hitting you hard, huh, buddy? I'm like, it's not mine. <laughs> I bet those aren't Captain Chris Harrison's novel. It was Cap- not me. Captain Harrison wrote his, his The Perfect Letter. Dedicated which, to Harrison Harrison. His <laughs> son Harrison. So then he goes, um, he's running shirtless along the promenade. So we found out that he was in love with Andy and he was, he wanted, he tried to get engaged to Caitlin, but her heart was somewhere else. And he's like, I'm the world's biggest joke. And then he fell for boobs in the moonlight, but he was weeping as he said goodbye to boobs in the moonlight as the poor man, Spencer Pratt. And then they did a little thing, which I really enjoyed where he was like, hi, I'm Nick Vial and I'm the bachelor. And he couldn't say the word bachelor. Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, a bachelor. Bachelor. Look, I don't. I didn't want to make fun of the way he talks, but I sort of feel like we have to address it. What yeah. is the deal with his? Is he? Does he have Invisalign in? Oh, it's I mean, like it's, everything's coming out like this. I can't say bachelor, and it's like, yeah, you can't say anything, Nick. <laughs> I don't understand anything. Invisalign. Are they yeah, fake teeth? Are they new teeth? I mean, look. I have brand new teeth. Look, I met him and he was very sweet and he talks really well and he can. (laughs) Hey, you don't have to have a take at all times. (laughs) We can say what is wrong with you. I think he sounds fine. You guys. No, no. no. Mm, He sounds like he's breaking in some new caps or something. It sounds like he got. Like there's saran wrap around his. Allison, what do you think? Allison Rosen. Thank you. All those other Allisons, sit down. You I sit down. um Allison Janney, not yet. Oh, <laughs> for a second, Allison I thought you were going to Allison Janney. Allison Silverman, we're gonna get to you. You put your hand down. <laughs> this is the Al- the time for this Allison to shine. Yeah. Um, I did not have trouble understanding what he was saying as much as it sounds like Jerry and Miles might have. However, I do feel like there is a lack of enunciation, like his jaw is kind of maybe stiff. And I don't know. And like to, to Miles' point with this, like, what does he even look like? Overall, I don't understand what he looks like because it seems like he keeps changing his look like way more than a normal human being. But then even over the course of just what we were watching in one outfit, I don't understand what he looks like. Like my brain keeps defaulting to Ryan Reynolds, but that's not exactly like I feel like I don't have a firm 
he's there's something very amorphous about him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought he looked kind of like Peter Pilot this year's Bachelor. Some people thought there were certain times that they looked similar. Or am I wrong? Was there somebody else that they thought Peter Pilot looked like? I thought people thought Nick looked like him. Can I Gary. just say Gary, yes. something? You mentioned him running shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> Very organic. And <laughs> Katie's, <laughs> Katie's hot for his bod. And I just, I feel like I need to give the, the women of Bachelor Nation a little heads up. If you meet a dude and he's got the gutters, you know what I'm talking about. The, the bowling alley gutters. The, the sea gutters, you know, not to be gross, but if he's got them, if he's working that hard on his body, he's not looking for love. That's right. No, you're he's right. looking to hook it up. That's right. That's- There's no world where someone that is that cut and shredded is looking to share his heart with someone. No. They don't exist. Protect someone's heart. They no, don't I, exist. I could be wrong, but Katie, it wasn't this sort of a bachelor glow up situation where he was always, he was sort of more the like, alternative guy he was more sort of like the silver lake guy and yeah. then i feel like when he became the bachelor he be- he got the the sea gutters is yeah. that correct katie yeah because like when he was on um like what for an andy season at first he was kind of just like very average and like he wasn't very fit like he wasn't like overweight or anything but he was like just like kind of very average and then i remember he showed up for Caitlyn's season and I thought he was better looking and I was like oh it looks like he's like kind of getting into shape and then he went to uh paradise and now he's very fit I saw yeah. him I because like you know he did the podcast and I but I didn't mean it but I saw him once at the women's march and he was very tall and handsome and I followed yeah. for the women's march of course shirt off yeah. his bio says he's taller than you would expect he's much he's taller tall. yeah a lot of like, the guys oh, are six three or something at least like he seemed very tall he was right next to me and i was like he's tall Whoa, you're tall, tall. <laughs> he's cute he's very, very cute that dude's yeah. six three no he's way nice. he's very i don't know i'm not nice. good at height but he was fucking tall uh, he was lovely to me he was very welcoming he was a nice host he was cute and nice Okay, so um, then we let's give him a break for a second because they ran the the ads for the new Bachelorette Claire R E S P E C T coming October thirteenth. I mean, look, we all know she does like two episodes, and then they basically kick her out, and they're like, "You like Brian, don't you? Why do you, you and Brian go? We'd rather have Tasha. You, you, Claire, just go be with Brian. I mean, um, uh, what did you guys think of the ads for Claire Miles? I was so confused because I don't watch this show normally outside of like these hyper condensed episodes since you've brought me, you've wonderfully asked me to come on this show. So I was very confused. I was like, what, why is this woman's reflection in this shattered puddle or (laughs) mirror? I don't know. And then I I vaguely remembered that this person was not the bachelorette. So I just sort of was like, okay, um, I'm sure that'll all be explained to me when I speak to the actual experts when I come she's to the show. First, she's like the first 39-year-old bachelorette, which everybody oh, was right, excited right, right. about, but she was from a while ago, and she was fan-liked, but I wouldn't necessarily say a fan favorite, uh, mm. but she did stand up to this guy that who is a charming bachelor who turned out to be a total pig. I and saw then, that in the preview for the next, the Juan Pablo yes, season. She was like, yes. eh, eh. Because no. he did suck by the end. So I do yeah. think that they are trying. I think they were trying to because the 
a lot of the contestants have gotten younger and younger and younger for a while. They were more like 26, 27, 28. And then now they've gotten more like 23, 22. So I think they were trying to maybe press reset. Yeah. So then you get like older guys, older Allison, what did you think of the ads for Claire's season? I will address that in one second. Wasn't there a scandal where there was a girl on the show who turned out to be like way younger than she said she was? Oh, I don't know that. But I, again, I started on, you mean recently? Yes. Was this a different show? Poss- different, I mean, it's quite possible. Type show? It's quite um, possible. I feel like she ended up like running away to San Francisco and she was like reporting. Oh, that's Becca. Yeah. Becca. Wasn't she pretty young? She was, by the way, everybody shamed her. And then like every, since then, every contestant's been her age. She's had two babies. Like she's rad and everybody treated, but it's partially because Ari was like 38. Oh, right. That was not the drama. That was not the drama. It was that she was young. Remember, she didn't tell her family she was going on the show and her family like reported her missing. Right. Holy shit. A lot of of the women, a lot of the women on the show, because she was like a real front runner because she was adorable. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the women were pretty jealous of her and they they should have been because she's a real cutie pie. And um and he liked her, but he was like 38 and she was like 22. And uh, so I think they kept bringing up her age. That's right. I forgot that. Her parents reported her. It was like, <laughs> have you seen this woman? And then she was like in Calabasas in a mansion. Jerry, what did you think of the Claire ads? They just look so cheesy. Her in the dress. I, look, it's not like Claire doesn't owe me anything. So my opinion matters for not. But. <laughs> I just feel like they make her look like a soccer mom. Yeah. She's like a real housewife. Yeah, she just looks like a housewife. And it's like, like glam. They're not doing her a favor. If you're hyping her up to be like, finally, we have like a mature woman and this is her moment to shine. And then you just like make her look like she stepped out of an Astro van. (laughs) (laughs) And she's tossing rose petals around just like look how carefree i am it's like no this looks so you look boring and vanilla yeah and this is not the image i didn't realize that she was 39 i thought oh wow she's one of those women who's in her 20s but has had so much work done she ends up looking older than she is that's what i figured was happening. you can't even tell no, no. she's like a real there's lady. Just nothing tantalizing about her it's well, just like lucky oh. for you is that she's not really the this is a switcheroo so mm. they're trying to like but everybody knows the switcheroo because it's been like we don't even read spoilers and like you can't help you click on your computer and like entertainment tonight will be like they'll like do a you know a news flash like it'll pop up like claire's out and Tasha's in so like it's the worst kept secret on i don't even know i can't believe if they actually even like filmed her but anyway was she ever supposed to be the bachelorette she was was supposed she went and started and then to be really honest with you i think no one was that excited for mm. her. And I don't think it was an Gary. age thing. I think it's just that she's kind of a drag. Oh. And um, and and she, she was on like six years ago. And so people are like, who? You know, like, <laughs> and then ABC rightfully got called out for having had like 38 leads. And there was only one black lead ever in the entire, like male or female. And, you know, and they, and people were like, what the fuck? And Rachel Lindsay really led the charge and a whole like 
Instagram thing started of batch diversity and they wanted like not only more black leads, but they wanted the, like the entire cast to be more diverse. They wanted like behind the scenes, they wanted to bring in like mental health counselors to help like for people of color that go on and have to deal in this fucking weird environment. So I think ABC was mm. really pressured. And uh, I think they saw an opportunity that Claire went in and apparently fell in love in like four minutes. And they, I th- I'm sure they were like, Hey, you're good, right? <laughs> you're good. Nobody's interested, right? There's this beloved girl that everybody loved, this beloved woman, Tasha, who is stunning and cool, and everybody loved her, who should be the bachelorette, who then they use the opportunity. And now Tasha's the bachelorette, which Got is it. way more fun to watch. So that's my history lesson. Is that accurate, Anna, Katie? Did I miss anything? Did I get anything wrong? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. It was time. I mean, Claire is Claire, but it was time for someone like her to become the Bachelorette, even if it wasn't. Someone ancient, you mean? Well, I mean, just someone who's more ancient. A spinster. Yeah. Elderly woman. One year old. Like, I would have lost my mind if it turned out to be like Hannah Ann being like, I know. Ready to find love. I know. You're so right. I like the idea of an older, like, I just, there had to have been someone else. It's too bad they didn't have like a 39-year-old JoJo or that they couldn't just go outside of the franchise and mm. find some really fun, hot, cool, like, you know, some hot, cool, like Sarah Silverman looking for love. I mean, people, that would be a great, a great, she's an adult lady who's super foxy and fun and cool. Can you, that would be so fun to watch. Can you imagine? Oh, she would make all the dudes so look so dumb and boring. Oh my God. Yeah. She'd be the funniest dude in the room. She's so she would just yeah, you would need to I mean maybe with the casting process they could actually get entertaining dudes. Yeah. But they're gonna get some guy who's like gonna go in way too hot, like with his humor, oh, like God. Yes. match wits, and then you're yeah. gonna be like, Okay, now we have to cancel that. We have to can that whole episode. Oh, that yeah, they're gonna like, panic and they're gonna shit say shit awful. that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wanna see that though. But in a way, one I would love to just see her reaction be like, Oh god. Oh, this <laughs> guy thinks he's funny, but he's not. Yeah. Oh no. I know. He's doing like my every, material back it's every me. open micer every <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, sure. um we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna get into the mansion oh bone zone time for the bone zone guys and we're back um so the first person out of the limo is taylor emotional intelligence lady and uh her first words <laughs> to him is my girlfriend um heard i was doing this and she said how can you compete for a known piece of shit <laughs> i mean my old thoughts on I that yeah. i just love how i mean that i only knew very narrowly the uh what was it caitlin season that we saw him on yeah yes. and then i was like all right i guess this guy is like lame and then when i saw that i was like oh, okay so everybody doesn't like many people don't like this man but yes. i felt that was like it was I, I i that made me like taylor because she was sort of just being like she she wasn't gonna go in sort of respecting his celebrity she was gonna right. sort of acknowledge the situation because i think for her it was weird and as someone who seems as self-aware as she was she was like i could probably objectively say maybe you're somebody i would avoid but 
I'm gonna put my my best face on and let's go into it with with good faith. Uh, and it was interesting to watch him just kind of absorb that and sort of be like, all right, I'm a piece of shit, huh? Okay, well, let's thanks. talk for a second about Taylor and and Taylor, like a, a way to sort of break down the season. One of the biggest rivalries was between Taylor and Corinne, who was one of the most famous contestants they've had in the last five years. Oh, is that Tokens? Tokens. She shows up with a hug. Tokens. Tokens bag. <laughs> she, um, she has, has a nanny. She has a nanny, Raquel, who makes her cheesy pasta. She love loves naps. Pasta. I love a nap. Um, mm-hmm. She was almost like a, she almost felt like a professional hired gal. Like the, the, she took it up to a level of like the trench coat and the bra and the whipped cream and the bouncy house and the, 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 in the pool with the photo shoot and the hands on the tits. I mean, it's hard to compete with that. And then Taylor, just poor little Taylor couldn't handle it. And she's like, you like, uh, you lack emotional intelligence. She's like, are you calling me dumb? Um, eventually I took Corinne's side that season. I sort of didn't like either of them, but like I eventually took Corinne's side cause she had a little more charm. Uh, and then we find out that we'll go, we'll start with Taylor. Taylor is now a professional sexologist and she has her, she's polyamorous. She's got her vibrator. She's living at house of plants, mm-hmm. just a full, full terrarium happening over there. Uh, Jerry, what did you think of Taylor, her house of plants, her vibrator and her emotional intelligence? Yeah. She's living in like a lizard enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, here's my thing on Taylor. Great. I don't think the tactic of I'm smarter than you really ever works. Right. I just don't think it shows you well, even if it's true, even if you're more emotionally intelligent or more book smart or whatever, calling someone out and then telling the the perspective, the bachelor, you know, you need to ditch this girl because she's an idiot or it's it's sort of like you're just making yourself look arrogant, sadly, yeah. whether it's true or not. But then, like listening to her talk to her conversation with Chris Harrison, where he's like, "Where are you now?" And she's like, "I'm banging everything that walks. I don't care." And then he's like, "So who do you got in your life?" And she's like, "No one." <laughs> <laughs> a vibrator everything it's not working true. out that was true it was like i date men i date women i'm polyamorous everything everyone's fluid. hot everyone's everything's hot. fluid it's not a uh, women are hot men are hot trans people i was like okay cool like good for you yeah, so like, who do you got who do you like who's absolutely no one no one <laughs> miles what did you think of that when you I mean, you know, it seemed like I, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what her journey was like when she was abandoned in the swamp, uh, yeah. because I'm sure that'll change you uh, as you sort of like look <laughs> and sit in your folding chair in the bayou and just like, uh, OK, so Waiting for the Jungle Cruise guy to be like, yeah, here's chair in the bayou. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. So and then like, you, yeah. So I, I feel like she did some soul searching. I was I was it was nice to see that, you know. That was her new, uh, her whole new swag. But yeah, to it Jerry's felt point, a like, little, it felt a little like I, I'm, I'm a fuck bitch. It felt a little proud to be polyamorous. Yeah. Like, but like, well, but like, was, are you act? Like, is this actually happening? It was that thing of like, I've completely moved on, and I'm not even actually operating in an environment where I would use the type of relationship I was competing for in the Bachelor to even give my <laughs> sense of self of well being or value. So now that I've abandoned that construct, I'm actually doing much better, and I'm alone. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, okay, Taylor, well, your hair looks great. 
and great. your fiddle leaf figs are popping with those monsteras, ma. But <laughs> yeah, it looked really, you know, it was it was nice to see that. But I felt like I've done that too, like after a breakup where they're like, oh, yeah, so what do, you, what do you do now? I'm like, dude, I'm not even the same guy anymore. Like, that shit back there, that was completely different because that was, like, somebody else who's, like, into that shit who was, like, sad. And now, like, I'm on this new thing, and I'm all good now. And they're like, oh, so you're dating? I'm like, no. Yeah. No. She was. No. Well, because she was also, Allison, did you watch her Bachelor in Paradise where she got engaged to Derek? She was engaged, like, two, wow. a year and a half ago. Yeah. No, I found her... Um, much more likable in her interview with all her ferns and her yeah. new curly hair. <laughs> I, I found her more likable and softer than how she came off on the season. Yes. Uh, I was shocked to find out actually that she, well, maybe she's 23 and Corinne is 24. So all her stuff about how Corinne's not that mature, it doesn't have to do with chronological age. Right. And I agree with Jerry that we've seen this like every single season it happens where one woman decides that another woman is not right for the bachelor. And usually a lot of the women feel that way. And so she needs to pull him aside and tell him, and then she always gets the boot. Like always. You cannot be the tattletale. You cannot be the tattletale on these. And she was, and you're right. That's interesting that she was younger than Corinne. And Mm -hmm. I will say in Corinne's, let's talk about Corinne In Corinne's defense. She was nice to everyone. She never, she wasn't a bitch to anybody. She was almost like a sweet, we're going to have to cut this out, but she was like a sweet blow up doll, you know, <laughs> like that just. Why do you have to cut that out? All right, fine. She was like a sweet blow up doll. Cut but, that out. <laughs> oh, disgusting. You can Arden. keep all this in. You can keep all this in, Katie. <laughs> but like, she was sweet. She had some charms and she like, but, but like the nanny, I, I couldn't decide. I'm like, is she doing this for the airtime for the cameras or is she just so clueless and she does have this nanny. And like, then she took Nick Vial shopping and bought him like an $8,000 oh, yeah. outfit. I mean, all right, Miles, could you be a kept man by somebody like Corinne? Would you let her take you shopping? No, tokens is like, she just rubs me the wrong way. Like yeah. from the beginning, I was like, I'm not, I mean, I like to your point, she was never doing anything malicious to anyone else. She was just one of those people who's doing the most. And when you're not that, you're kind of like, uh, like, okay, we get it, tokens. Like, take your top off in the, you know, in the wedding shoot and do, you know, do what you got to do. But I don't know, there's something like she reminded me of like Stasi from Vanderpump Rules. So, yeah, that was she gave me mad Stasi vibes. So, I was like, uh, uh-uh. Just off of that, that's where I'm. I'm bringing my own biases in from past reality shows. I have nothing to do with this person, sure. but I try to be as objective as possible with tokens. And watching her kind of do her thing, the nanny thing, like that sort of brought out this dimension of this like entitlement that she had. Yeah, and that was the one thing that I was like, okay, you know, like, like whatever, you got your nanny, whatever. I'm not gonna like wealth shame you or whatever. But when you start talking about it in this way, it's like I, mean, I don't know where I'd be without Raquel. I mean, I. I don't know when I go to sleep, but I don't know how to eat. Here's a few of her quotes. Raquel, um, she, she makes my bed every morning. She makes my cucumber and breadsticks for lunch. She bread slices for lunch. She makes my she's a cheese pasta. I can't make a cheese pasta like her cheesy pasta. She makes me happy. It makes her happy to make me happy. And I'm not going to take away a woman's happiness. And then I love that she's the first person that did not show up for the rose ceremony. She just slept through it. And she goes, OMG, guys, sorry, I napped. Michael Jordan took naps. 
Abraham Lincoln took naps. And then she goes, I misunderstood. I'm a corn husk. You have to peel <laughs> away the layers. And inside there's a luxurious corn and, and you get the nuggets of information and it's juicy and it's yellowy corn and it's buttery. And you want to get to that corn. Jerry, do you want to put a ring on it? I want to get to that juicy corn. Do you? I want all the corn nuggets. I want all the information nuggets of corn. <laughs> Could you handle her? No, she's bananas, <laughs> but she's fun. And she's for real, like what you see is what you get. So if you, if you decide like even before her boyfriend walked in, when the, where Harrison's talking to her now, I was like, who is, is she dating? Like just a walking Dracar Noir bottle. (laughs) That's that's exactly who it would be. She look. It's obvious. They hate her. What's that? Who do you think that guy is? Like when she slid into that guy owns clubs. He's rich. That dude, because when her dad, her dad was Ivar every year. Her dad was concerned that Nick couldn't support her, and her dad was right. You know, like she needs if she does drop eight grand at a store, she needs bucks. Jerry, it it is her in her mind. This is her her world. We're just all in it, and if you subscribe to that, you're gonna have a great time. But if you don't, you're gonna end up like Taylor, Anna, Anna. Discovered her boyfriend is Vincent. It's really funny. He has the name Frat in his last name. Fratanta, Fratantoni. Fratantoni. Okay. And he's a he's a real estate entrepreneur. So he's got. Uh, no, really? He probably does development. He probably, probably does clubs, like you said. Can I ask a question? Yeah. In the sweet hell is cheesy pasta. Are we talking about macaroni and cheese? Is it just macaroni and cheese? I think it's like a shell. I think she does. I think she gets like a like a shell or a macaroni, and it's like cheese. Allison, were you on Team Corinne? How did you feel watching this? I found myself on Team Corinne despite myself. Yeah, and I didn't feel good about it because I feel like I should be on the side of the sort of. And this is, I'm very not okay with using this word, the, the shrill, yes. I find Taylor a little shrill. Um, a, she was a little shrill. Yeah. But I feel like Corinne is, like Jerry said, she's fun and she's dynamic and she's entertaining and she's ridiculous. And so I liked watching her and I would like to watch more of her. Now, there was a rumor she did not make it to Fantasy Suites and everybody was shocked because- Everyone thought he was going to make sure to get to fantasy suites. And did you say, did you see this season? Cause in my mind, I'm like, they must've banged like week three. I, 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 I would agree with you on that. I feel that somebody somewhere had to go sneak off. I, I think have that, no evidence of that, but I don't either. I don't either. I, but it, it had it, to have happened. I agree with you. I think that she would figure, I, I agree. I hope for them that it did. I hope that he it did. would have figured that shit out immediately. Miles, yeah. do you think they got at it? I just think someone who has a nanny is like used to getting what they want pretty quickly. So, yeah. you know, they're going to make it work. No matter what, I think those are like two magnets that are just gonna fucking just smash into each other. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I be- you know, they'll figure something out. Also, you know, she was difficult as fuck. I mean, look at her napping. Look at that stupid face on her when she naps. Like she smiles while she naps. That bitch is amazing. <laughs> smiles when she naps. <laughs> 
Did you notice that? Because I remember that in the season and then they would show her. She's like, she like has her little thing. She's By like, the way, mm. I'm a napper. I love naps. And like, she's like totally smiling. That they were dogging her for the naps. I was like, I nap. I love nap. The only time I, I, I have a night, I love, the only time I sleep peaceful is a nap. Allison, are you a napper? I, yeah, okay. I used to not be a napper ever. Like one, like one of the first things I did when I woke up was make the bed. And yeah. then I never got back into it all day. Maybe if I was feeling tired, I would take a little snooze on the couch. I love and the couch at some nap. point. I was like, wait a minute, what's holding me back from getting right back into the place that's the most comfortable? Yeah. And now every single day I crawl back into bed. I took a 20 minute nap midday today. On the bed, like under the covers though? In bed. Okay. It it really changed my whole nap game once I realized there's no rule against getting back in. I try to not get under the sheet. I try to do it above the sheet with like a like a thrown duvet on top of me or on the That's how I do it, baby. That's how I do it. On top of the made bed with a duvet. That's like that's the preferred nap. But my duvet wasn't right there. So I did clap. I I need a little weight on me. So I I I need weight on me. I need some weight. I need weight. Yeah. Guys. We all nap the same. Maybe we should once. You guys all nap on the nap. Let's form a nap Miles, pod. Do you nap? Miles, are you a napper? Uh, mm, not really. Why? I mean, it. Why? Well, not that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm so sedentary. Like, I'm conserving my energy constantly. I'm like a lizard. <laughs> so, you're so chill. I feel like yeah. you should nap. Maybe you don't need it. I don't need them. I'm like, I don't like, this is, this is like, this will, after this, I'll have to nap. This is the most energy I will put out and exert in my day. But I, but you know what it is on the weekends. Those are the days I, when I, when I nap, it's usually a Saturday afternoon nap is typically, if you're going to catch me napping, that's in that zone around between two and four. I'm going to throw out. I love to nap. I'm not a sports watcher, but I remember when my dad would watch like a baseball or, or like even like a golf, the roar of a crowd. I love to nap in front of a team that I don't know what's happening, like a football, like to nap with a sport on in the background on the couch. Chef's kiss. To me, that's usually being, uh, that's a hangover. Okay. I don't count that as a nap because it's usually Sunday morning and the NFL is on and I'm like, And I'm just like yeah, underneath like my thin towel of a blanket. Allison. <laughs> Question. Do we yeah. believe for sure that she truly slept right through the rose ceremony? And like that was, she was genuinely mm. out cold or was this a stunt? No. I think stunt. Katie, Anna, what do you think? Stunt? Stunt. Katie mm. says. Yeah. Katie. Mm. Stunt or no stunt? Yeah, probably. Well, <sighs> I could see it being for just, yeah, for attention. I think she knew how to play the part of Corinne really well. Mm -hmm. You know what? I have to say in the end, she kind of won me over. There was a moment in time when I was watching it where I was not super into Corinne. And then eventually I, there was, I did stick with her. She did have a sweetness to her. She was not a malicious gal. And you know, I'm going to say we've never had somebody before or since she was a one of a kind contestant. I will give her, she was a unique Mm. contestant and I will give her that. Yeah. Here we are. We're on to overall. What did you think of that wedding dress photography shoot with that crazy photographer? Like, Felipe or Frank Franco, like like a like the third Franco brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the spanking of the Vegas bride. That's where I would go with you, Miles. That like the walking, like that he it was, it was felt very horny. Yeah, he w- it, 
I was just kind of like uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, the shotgun wedding one was just so weird. I was like, uh, what is this? Exactly. <laughs> what is this visual? And how are they positioned exactly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah he was kind of, but then like when he was getting like Taylor and Nick like together, like he was getting, I was like, okay, now, like now, you, now you tell her, now you tell him how you feel. It this was weird. Moment. It was no, too no. intimate. Oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Okay. Now hold on. No, 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 not too quick now. Yeah. 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 Say my name. Franco. 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 Okay. Franco, no, no, no. Franco, Franco, Franco. Oh my God. These Look are rented lenses. I can't mess this camera up. It's all rented equipment because I might not be an actual photographer. Franco is definitely a producer in like a floral like a uh, romper uh allison what did you think of the wedding photographer group date yeah <clears throat> excuse me i found it uncomfortable as well um and i don't usually like viscerally feel what all of them are feeling but when they were getting uncomfortable over the way corinne oh. just disrobed and pressed yeah. her her lady bits up against him um and they were talking about how this is like very sexual and uncomfortable and I also was growing uncomfortable. And then the Franco factor was like, I, it felt like we're watching porn. It did like feel not like watching in any positive porn. Way. Yes, I, I agree with you, Jerry. I have a question for you about yes. the Corinne moment in the pool. Because the yes. thing I was thinking, and I guess this is sort of, I guess my through line with this show is I put myself in his position. And I'm like, I can see all of my prospective wives <laughs> sitting there drinking freaking out that this girl is topless, putting my hands on her breasts, all this yeah. stuff is happening. What do you do? I don't you, know. Do you go, you know what, let's, do you pump the brakes? I mean, I let, I let somebody, let it ride. I let somebody give me breasts. a hug yesterday. I, I wish I, I wish I was somebody who could speak up in the moment more. I did not, you know, I let somebody hug me and I, and it's COVID and I was like, whoa, you know, like we'd been tested, but like, you know, uh, I you think don't... he should have spoken up. You no, think no, he I, said I don't know. I don't know how to speak up in the moment is what I'm saying. I, I cut somebody a break for being so shocked that like, I, I always have delayed reactions. I always have like, I can't believe I sort of go out of my body and I'm like, I find myself going along with things that I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, oh, I should have said something. But like, I think when you're so shocked, I don't think he expected that to happen. Like to, to me, it it, it is the equivalent of when at the beginning Corinne comes back and steals more time with him in that one scene where they're like, it's like night one or whatever. Yeah. And he's already spent time with Corinne and he's spending time with someone else. And she goes, can I see you again for a second? And I always go, why doesn't the guy say no? Like, I know. no, we already had some time. I'm, I'm actually going to get to know yeah. this person over here, but they always say yes. Yeah, they do. And I think there's this thing maybe in the back of their mind, maybe they've been told by a producer where it's like, Say yes to everything. Just let it go. Like, as uncomfortable as it is, just we need content for the commercials. So just do the weird stuff. Miles, what would you do if you'd been in that position? What would you do? Oh, like to, she's like, okay, now do the Janet Jackson Rolling Stone cover thing. (laughs) Uh, I would have been like, no, this is not a good look for me. Like in general, like, you know, like I know you, but I don't know you like that. And we're not like, this is also... I think everyone, you know, 
like Allison was saying, everyone was so uncomfortable outside of the pool. Like people yeah. were, their bodies were actually contracting into them. that angle. Oh, that yes, angle. The angle. That angle yeah. from the back and behind. Really watching those women. I almost feel like that angle wasn't even edited in the first time. I feel like this is like new footage of that angle <laughs> of those women who were just like, it felt horny it's like they're in bleachers watching yeah. oh and, and even like- i even felt badly and i feel like this happened when we watched juan pablo's i i've, I've watched so many fucking seasons <laughs> but like there was where they handed the young lady the bikini bottoms of the with the leaves on it but they're like you don't get a top and it right. reminded me of the dog photo shoot when somebody i believe it was one that was one pablo and andy, where the one girl was andy, in the ketchup bottle yeah and andy got a bikini bottom and no top like and no top and like how is that a thing how is that okay i'm like okay arden here's your thong that's <laughs> it for you like do you think they could do that now in 2020 allison no. you think they i don't do think that? so no i don't think so i mean no I, I don't think so. I wonder if they're going to have to tone some of this down. Arden, I'm totally like you in that I also always have a delayed reaction. And like, you know, I feel like that's sort of this big project for me as an adult is to learn to like close the gap between when I say something and when I yeah. have a feeling. Um I thought I had more of a point, but apparently no, it's I just hard. Say, I, I find I my, I fear that unless I had like a visceral reaction and my body was just like, no, like, you know what I mean? Unless I could just like roll out of there. I fear I would do a little like leaving my body and be like, I guess this is what's happening now. Like I fear I would disconnect from reality and be, and then regret it. And then be like, See, Hey, can you cut that part out? Like producers. And they'd be like, no, we got I, yeah, it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to disappoint the producers. And so that would. It's not my favorite part of myself. I feel like they cast people who won't say no, though. Jerry, what would you do? I I was going to sort of help frame it because I think the, the visceral reaction I have when I see this is I'm watching someone be rude to someone else. Yeah. And that's where I, I, that sort of host in me wants to be like, right. Hey, let's not right. do that. Like, let's not get crazy. Like, cause you're being right. mean to that. You're, I know. You're I'm interrupting us. It's being mean to this person. And unless he had a total boner fever for her and like his just dong just took, and he couldn't help. He was like, okay. Oh, this is what we're like. Unless he was so attracted to her. And if, you know, if miles is saying like the shell of the man walking on the boner path, like, you know what I mean? Unless that just chemically happened and unless it was exciting in a way that he couldn't shut it down, but it didn't seem like he did seem nervous. He didn't seem, he seemed kind of like a little like, okay. Like he didn't seem, I don't know what it was. It speaks to his personality, right? We talked about this at the beginning that he doesn't, he's, he's sort of, there's no highs and lows. He's just like right here. always just like this. I'm the bachelor. It's hard to say the bachelor. And now my hands are on her boobs and I'm, Oh, Uh-oh. this is kind of uncomfortable, but I'm not like getting crazy uncomfortable about it. I'm just kind of like this uncomfortable. It's like, he's just rolling with it. I mean, he had a problem the second I, I, cause I didn't see the whole season, but the way they condensed it and the way tokens, the way her face was contorting during okay. Taylor's photo shoot. I was yeah. like, Oh no. It's a wrap. She was like, yeah. oh, my God. It looks yeah, because like Tokens. 
You're right. You're right. The contortion of the face. You're right. She was like, oh, she's like, okay, so I'm going to have to come with it. If tokens is there using a sincere connection and something that feels like genuine romantic, then I will do, you know, that old saying, when they go high, we pull out our boobs. And, and, you know, really, and then crush the the whole scene. But yeah, that was a little bit, you know, uh, that's where you see like sort of the reality show component of it where, you know, okay, I understand how contestant like sort of behavior works at this point. And like this person is saying, I must now respond in kind. And, but yeah, to your point, I still find myself kind of being like, yeah, tokens kind of reminds me of like one of my homegirls, like somebody who like, like gets you in trouble in public. Where you'd be like, oh, no, you're, you're wilding. And then you have to like explain, like, no, no, she's actually, she's, she's, she's chill. She's chill. She's doing a little too much right there. Sorry yeah, about that. I don't think she's uh, a malicious. I think tokens is no malice. I think she's just has an adult lady with a, with a nanny and like, <laughs> like who's like, and like, who knows how to be flirty and fun. Like, I don't think tokens means harms. All right. So we're going to move on to Rachel. She's so fucking cute. She was just looking back. I'm like, what a standout contestant like so classy as like a civil defense lawyer like like her dad's a judge so beautiful fun cool well-spoken like she was just a star from the get-go like could not have been her dancing in new orleans like from the second line just like fucking could not be cuter ah what a what what a gal for the this franchise? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, just a bright light, and she still looks the same. A lot of people from the show you look at now on their Instagram, it's like, I don't know, Katie. Is she your favorite contestant there ever was? I think she is. Yeah, she. I mean, I loved her on this season because she was just so down to earth and so cool. And then she's my favorite bachelor that we or ba- bachelorette that we've ever had by far. Are we going to get a goat season of her? We Did we? Wait. Did they not do Rachel? Well, they were saying that they didn't have the rights, but then they were were teasing it. They were showing her on the mountaintop with Brian going, and they were showing Peter crying. They teased it. That's why I fear they're going to... I hope they don't give us more. I would watch hers, but like... I hope next week is the last goat because they're killing me. I could have <laughs> sworn they did her. That if they don't, that is a real shame. I mean, they she just said had such they, a great season. They claimed she had a great season. They claimed that um, the rights or whatever that they didn't have. But how could they? That's the how could they not? Unless she hates the franchise so much that they were. She was like, "Well, I'm not going to come back and do any sort of like oh. interviews. Oh, yeah, like, if that's a part of the show, right. I'm not going to do it." Yeah. yeah, that makes. So if sense. she said that, then they were probably like, "Well, we have nothing." To pad it with, yeah. Uh, have her. Like watch these con- con- like condensed seasons again because they only leave you with like the stuff that it plays really well on camera to like get you yes. engaged for like a three hour tour yes. to pain. And <laughs> with this, I was like, oh, Rachel's cool, but I'm like, I didn't get to see like any of the sort of smaller moments. Same with like by the time we got to the last three, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I thought it was Taylor versus Tokens this whole I know. season. And I, I didn't know. know so then by the time we get there, I'm like, Vanessa is so boring. But I'm like, because yes. I've only seen 10 minutes of whole time. So she I feel was. like I'm going into it with a very sort of half-formed idea of like the final contestants. But yeah, it seemed like uh, with Rachel, I was like, oh, wow. This is when you have one of those people who's like the genuine article versus somebody who's like, yeah. I look good and I know how to be on camera. And I mean, this is like a, 
she had a good feeling about her, which is maybe why they don't you, you can't really get a lot of greatest hits from her, like, you know, doing the most on camera or something. No, she was classy, like even as a bachelorette, like usually. Look, if somebody put a camera on me 24 hours a day, you're going to get some like dipshit moments like she was just classy and elegant from beginning to end. She would she what like is poised and funny and like this cool lawyer and uh she was just great she was great i i forgot about (laughs) i forgot where they went to her hometown i forgot about her brother-in-law ginger the ginger beer oh my god that i didn't know i was watching with my friends i was like who the fuck is this guy I was God. like, that's her dad? Yeah, her I was dad, like, this is the her, federal judge? Her dad was like, no fucking way. He, her dad was like, he's like, I'm a fucking federal judge. Yeah, and you're I'm on The Bachelor. On like, I'm not going on The Bachelor. Like, I think. Which, by the way, what a missed opportunity. Because I, him grilling Nick Vial, oh my God. Well, I, He would have gotten to the truth of who Nick is. We would have yes. found out, is this guy a sociopath or not? Yeah, it would have well, been like red smoke would have came out of his mouth. Yes. <laughs> would have left. And Dude, like, I, I was left. expecting it, Miles, when he went to the church. I was I like, oh, his yeah. horns, the yeah. horns are coming out. Church. I can see it. Oh, have yeah. you seen that the- clip of uh, Zach Galifianakis in the audience of the Ellen show where the no. audience is dancing and he finds himself like in the crowd, like no. where the, the DJ is getting everyone going? He's no. th- It's an amazing clip on YouTube. I got to watch so that. So Zach Galifianakis and like, they start playing Mary J. Blige, like, let's get it, bump the bump. And he's like, everyone in the crowd starts dancing, like, oh, yeah, yeah, white yeah, woman. Yeah. And Galifianakis is like, oh, where am I? Nick had the same sort of reaction in the church. He was like, oh, so we're in this clapping it, environment. It felt like the most authentic yeah. moment with his, his, <laughs> right. him trying to clap and looking like, like so out, like so, like trying to participate in him, like like clapping. That I, I actually felt like that was the realest moment that we saw in the entire season. Watching I, that, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can't. There's no greater uh, sort of reaction you'll get than like a white man going to like a black church for the first time on <laughs> camera, and he's so hyper aware of their Dude. like the the interracialness of their oh like my God. before you start i already know oh my God. i <laughs> a white man for a black nubian goddess oh my god i get it Dude. i get it Dude. we've talked about it. i'm like what is are, is it that oh big god. of a deal stop it like you're making dude. me uncomfortable with this shit dude and the ginger beard brother-in-law who like clearly had like he would clearly <laughs> adopted like i'm gonna be the patriarch he sat in like a wing back chair yeah. like in the library like the chair that he was in and i oh, wait 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 hold on he goes oh he says to him, the brother-in-law goes, oh, no. I can't help but notice that you are a white. You're a white. <laughs> <laughs> what? I cannot help it. And he was like speaking on behalf of the family. Like this fucking, and I say this as a natural born ginger, this fucking like ginger man sitting, <laughs> sitting with like this beautiful black family, like this yeah. ginger dude is sitting <laughs> <laughs> the absurdity of the white man gatekeeping <laughs> for this yeah, black yeah. family. I was I, like, what? I can't help but notice you are a white. Is <laughs> is this something that's new for you? Is this the first black woman that you have dated? Anna, I break it down for me. I would have been surprised if he was like, as the the white delegation of this dude, family, dude. I'd like to welcome you. Like, it was so awkward. Like, did the family it, be like, uh, George, you handle this or whatever? Yes. Yes. Kevin, 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 slow Kevin. your roll. 
Oh, it was strange. I was like, why? Like, was he trying to be like, hey, man, it's cool. See, they accepted me. Like, it no. was so weird. It was so weird. I was like, white man. Hey, as like, I noticed that you are a white. I am also a white man. Yeah. I noticed he didn't even say white person or white man. He says, I can't help but notice that you are a white. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was all weird. They were really leaning into that to the point where you're like, the producers are actually this mm-hmm. uncomfortable with the idea of interracial dating that they are making this like a full on plot point and central to their relationship. And like, that's such an acknowledgement of like racism already just to yeah. even like, we're just going to focus on this part. Dude. Like you could just, I don't, you're not doing anyone a disservice by treating them both like human beings who yeah. are in the process of meeting each other and falling in love. This is Nick. And, this is Rachel. Yeah. And I'm, look, I'm a half black, half Japanese guy who's dated plenty of white women in my day. I've been in this scenario. People are like, so wait, Miles, you've have you dated, dated a white, white before? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, yes. I just smashed cheeks uh, with your oldest before coming in here, sir. I salute you. Like, you know, what do you want me to do? Like, so it, it was weird to see them really center that uh, around everything. But yeah, it, it was, you know, that's where I'm like, but, but then, you know, Nick is just all about the fucking because he was like, yeah, you know, there was something about her. The second I met her, I knew it could be another source of pain, which is my energy source. He kept also all he kept saying was she's really good looking and smart. She's also really good looking. It's and like Ginger pointed that out. Yeah, he did. What did Ginger say? He, he said you said she's good looking twice. Ginger. Ginger's been like Ginger. I mean, she's stunning. She's a stunner. You know, Ginger is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really good looking. <laughs> Yeah, and his her sister's like, Ginger, stop it. I'm right here. Dude, Ginger, <laughs> I forgot about, like, he's like a dumpy ginger dude sitting in a wingback chair representing this man. It was just. It was jarring. It was so jarring. Um, And, uh, yeah, so then he nervously talked to everybody, and the family liked him. The family was like. Basically, the family was like, look, we trust you. He seems sincere. He seems like a nice guy. Like, are you happy? Like we, you know, so it was and she was like, I am falling in love with Nick. I am a strong woman and I am falling in love with you. And I think that you're exactly the man that I am supposed to be with. Oh, that's exactly that's what, what he the- wants to hear, though, too. He's like, I know. Oh, going to be so hot when I dump you. I mean, it will power my fucking black void of a so heart. So, Miles, you think he's the devil. You think I don't think he's the devil. I think he's just one of those people who, like, is unwittingly getting in. Because is he is he with anyone now? No, remember? He's proud. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think he just, he, I don't think he's aware yet that that's just sort of his cycle. And then he really thrives on that in the end. See, I think he's aware. That's like, the, oh, mm. wow. Oh, I think he's, think he's evil. evil. Yeah, I think he's the yes. devil. Okay. I think he's a. I think he's what is your sociopath? I know. I do. I do think it would be hard for anyone. Now, again, I started on Caitlyn's season, and now because we do the Australian versions, we've been doing past seasons. We've been deep diving. It feels like even the sweetest people, when they make them the lead. Even if they've been the underdog, when they come in as the lead, there's a little David Koresh factor. Like you can't help but be like, like almost like a harem. Like these are all my women, my wife. Like there's something that happens. And I think particularly if you've been through the machine enough, you've seen behind the curtain. So this is his fifth time. It would be hard for anyone to maintain their humanity look about around the love finding process. Yeah. 
I think it messes with people. very kind of you, Arden. It's very compassionate of you. But don't you think, I mean, I think particularly with men with like 24 women that in theory you get to like make out with all of them. Like, I think it messes with people. Allison, you've watched a bunch of seasons. Do you think something happens when people become the lead? Yeah, but what I usually notice in terms of like the David Koresh syndrome is something happens in the minds of the contestants and they all like buy in so intensely that they're convinced that they're in love with this person. Now, I think some of that too, I always wonder how much of this is the producers, you know, coaching them and how much is like genuine but it does seem like there is some sort of they all become mesmerized and they all fall in love with this person. Well, and I then, think you have your you're isolated from your friends and family. You, yeah. you have no music, magazines, Internet, phones. There's no gym there. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting around rooms trying to win. And so, okay, you, so you're describing a cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are David Crush. <laughs> you're I cut off from your family and the real, the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. And you're in this new reality. Yes, exactly. They've given you a new name. You're Starlight now. <laughs> I see you're what you're matching saying. jumpsuits. <laughs> Sorry, Allison. I see what you're saying about how him being in that position of power would like warp him somehow and, and crush his humanity a little bit. However, there is something so like dulled or flatlined about flat affect about him that I think that uh, it's, it's more than just the process of it. And I do wonder like, could he be a little bit of a sociopath maybe, except he's not fabulously charming. Mm. I don't find him to be. He Um, knows he looks good in that crappy ass turtleneck and he knows he looks good in fig leaf underwear. The dude knows he looks good. And when you know you look good like that, you know you can manipulate people and you don't need much charm. You they're just going to come to you. He's going to have it very easy. Well, he went and he cut Rachel. And that was hard. We loved Rachel. She made it through Fantasy Suites. They were all in these little like cool northern lights pods up in fin- Lapland, Lapland, Finland, near Santa's house. And um, I felt badly. Anna. Can we just say that uh, Rachel's um, fantasy suite was the same night that Trump won his presidency? So I can't imagine. That's what it was. Do you blame them? Yes. No, but she couldn't. She didn't do anything. She just got drunk and passed out because she was like, so like, what the fuck? Oh, you mean oh, when they actually filmed it, not when it aired. Yeah, no, when they actually filmed it, Trump was wow. like winning. The election and so like, you think they didn't do it because. No, how would I, they know? I, I thought they were cut off from TV. But she would probably find out who. You know, won. you would know if they're like they. You, they can't keep some the sound person is like. Uh, I think Trump's about to be president. Yeah, and she's so like, you, Gary, this is the fantasy suite. Get out! Of my yeah. So you think? So you think that she was so bummed out that maybe it wasn't? Well, like that's real- what they said. I she's said herself. Like I read somewhere that she said that they didn't have sex because that's, she just got so drunk oh, she passed out because she was for, so like bummed. I remember I mean, hearing I'll, that too. Yeah. That was the one good thing that came from Trump's election. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If she was going to get caught, you know. God, what was that like, though, that night? He's like, come on, Rachel. She's like, yo, get the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand, bro. I'll fuck you up. Dude. Get the fuck away from me. Dude, all right, all right, whatever. I mean, oh fantasy suites. 
I never heard that. That's fantasy suites. It's right. fantasy suite. Come on. Come on. Yo. Is that why I, she oh, got oh. cut? Is that why she got cut? I don't know, but. Wow. Okay. Well, I never heard that. So she did not zoom in and they had Tasha and Natasha and, uh, and they did not say that Tasha is about to be the bachelorette, but she is Katie. They clearly filmed these a while ago because Harrison Harrison is still there. Yeah, you're right. And we know for a fact he's in college getting coronavirus. You're so, right. <laughs> like, Harrison Harrison is still there. Yeah, they clearly saw the Ramada and Harrison yeah. Harrison and Captain Harrison are still yep. cohabitating. Because <laughs> I kept thinking that too. And I was like, oh, this is so pre recorded. Like, this is right, before right. probably captain, like, any of the drama happened. So, yeah. They probably did it all in one horrible week. Oh, you're right. They, ca- they Captain and Harrison <laughs> broke it down. That's why Harrison just keeps falling into a puddle. Right. Because he's Harrison like, Harrison is also like day. standing on like probably like a I feel like that floor is in their basement. I feel like it's like a carpeted cement floor. Yeah. He's standing at flip flops. Oh, he's yes. having like lower lumbar yep. pain, operating oh, yeah. like a, a Betamax, a, a beta cam prop from like the 80s. All right. So then well, should we take a quick break and come back with Vanessa and Raven? Ooh, I don't know about you, but I Things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta take a pee break. All right, and we're back, and we're breaking it down. And here we are, Vanessa, the beauty from Quebec, who is a uh, she's a, a teacher, and her students made Nick a boot. I rem- I remember her that she was like she wore like the sexiest like fur vest and like tight jeans and knee high boots, and she teaches like adult students with special needs, and like she's like the sexiest teacher you have ever seen, and her students made. Nick a, a book about them falling in love and I remember her bringing Nick in and her stunning outfit to meet her adult students who clearly fucking hated Nick there was that one guy that fucking hated him and was like just could not hide it and it was incredible Jerry what did you think well I think you know, we're, we're, we were in hour three. So my interest is waning with Nick Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and, and especially when he, when he cut Rachel, Rachel. Yeah. and you see Wednesday and Thursday Adams are the, like the final two. And I was like, <laughs> well, that says everything I need to know about yeah. this guy. Like, yeah, look, Raven is a sweetheart. She's and I, so sweet. She's, She's so adorable. Sweet. Neither of like Vanessa. I don't get, uh, not not my cup of tea, and I was just like, "What? Well, well, Rachel of the final three was the complete package. I don't know what this dude's angle is because yeah. if he proposes to Vanessa, I'm just not gonna buy it. And I just he's crying. The whole I don't know the whole thing. Th- this is where I was just like, oh, this is just a facade. This is a charade." Like this guy is not, I don't buy anything he does from now on. I could tell even just watching the season, it felt like, I think again, because I do believe his heart was broken. I really believe particularly with Caitlin. This is where I think you and I are going to have a dispute. And if you want to put me in the man box, you can. But but I don't think this show created him. I think he found his outlet on this show. 
Interesting. I Allison, would you agree? You don't think you don't think that he was a guy you, who had you an open he's heart. Like he's the, the no, I don't think so. You're on Jerry's team. You believe Jerry. I'm on team Jerry. I yes. you know what part of what rings so hollow about this show, and I enjoy how much Jerry enjoys that I'm on his team. <laughs> part of what rang so hollow just in the first five minutes was him talking about like hoping to find love again and he's here to find love. And it's like we just cycled through a story of all of your breakups, including one where you dumped her. The the was it Jen that he dumped? Jen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just don't believe that he's there to find love. That never rings true about on um, the Bachelorette. It never rings true that you all don't the dudes think, are there. But the Kalen season, it did feel like he was in love. But you think he came as is into this world, Miles? Yeah. Do you believe Jerry's theory or my theory? I believe he was broken by Caitlin. Jerry and Allison believe that he was a man who found the perfect outlet to act out his destiny. Miles, I ugh, this is hard. Um, you saw I, Caitlin's season. She was a real cute yeah. guy. No, I did. And, and it's weird because I feel like I know people who are kind of like Nick um, in like this same way, way where they like rinse and repeat their just like chaotic romance life over and over again. Right. And like use it to, I don't know, like it's weird. Like, so on one level, I do believe that, yes, this this gave him the opportunity to be like all the things that he wanted to be. But I don't know if he becomes that person if he was never in reality television or something like that. I don't know if he gets near the ring of power enough to like unlock his like, you know, truly satanic mind to like go off the deep end. I feel like, so it's, it's a bit of both because yes, I think an egg. It's a chicken. Yeah. Like it really is. I don't know because I can see both happening the same way. Like, yes, he's like, Oh, this is where I always needed to be. I just needed the opportunity. And also where he's like, I tried to do it right. And then I just realized the world is dark. And I Allison, I see your feeling, your feelings. Allison, what do you have for us? I, it sounds to me like, Arden, you think he was broken because he got his heart broken. And yeah. Miles thinks he's broken because he was seduced by power. Yes. Oh. And I, I think, think he I think was never me. actually broken. <laughs> you think he came into the world? That's what I think. Finished he's item. loving every Finished second article. All right, Tana, Katie, I need to know where you stand. This is exciting. I am kind of on both sides where I believe that he was probably a shitty person when he came in because he was very disliked on Andy's season, uh, which I did not watch. He was disliked. He was just kind of a little shitty guy who was just like, again, he was a devil's advocate. And he like none of the guys liked him. He didn't bro down with any other dude. Like, I always think that's a clear sign when you're being a little rat shit. Like, (laughs) that's who you are. You're a little shit. And that's how he that's how he acted. And then when he came back on Caitlyn's season, he was so same thing. Like, yeah, same thing. He was like, I did not know that. I did not know. Not here to make friends, dude. When the guys were like, "Okay, what the fuck? And he's like, leave me alone, man. I'll do what I want. And it's like, dude, no, you kind of have to explain yourself a little. Like, (laughs) you can't just show up. All these guys like are like, come on, man. Like, just like be real with us. What's going on? And then he was just like, fuck off, everybody. And then it's like (laughs) now. Yes, he dumped Jen Savino or whatever her name was in paradise because it's like he she knew. was nice too she was a nice lady i think he knew he had the opportunity to be bachelor like there is no way elon gale the executive producer who's good friends with him wasn't like all right man if you can make this work for yourself and have a good showing 
We can propel you to Bachelor. I almost felt like they sent him there to cleanse his image, yeah. to give him a redemption tour, but he better not get attached. And the entire time he spent basically fighting Andy's ex, the guy that she oh, chose yeah, over him, who turned Josh. out to be like a verbally abusive monster. So it's like he was fighting the devil to try and prove oh, that he was the good shit. guy. And then, boom, he's the oh. bachelor. But guess what? He couldn't perform. And we all knew he couldn't perform. <laughs> oh, Mic drop, Tana. So are you on Team Jerry? Uh, yeah, I guess. Techn- yeah, is that what all right, was- so that's a Jerry vote. All right, so <laughs> yeah. basically, all right, Katie, no. I think I'm standing alone. I feel like it's one to four right now. Am I going to get somebody on my team? Katie. Well, I agree because uh, that like the guys didn't like him because I'll never forget. There's like a scene of him on Andy's <laughs> when he came back from this date and all the guys in the house were so fucking mad at him. And I don't remember why. And he came back in his cowl neck, you know, like his, 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 his scarf, I mean, and he like sat down. He's just like, hey. And they're like, what happened? And he's like, nothing. Nothing happened. Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, we had a good time. I didn't see like, that. We had a good time. I did not see and that. And so, like, as I remember, like, I liked him at first and I didn't like him. I, I remember, Arden, I went back and forth on liking him and hating him. But I do think this entire industry or the Bachelor of the Nation sucked the soul out of him as well. Um, okay. I do think okay. that's true. So I don't know. I, I, I'm torn. I'm too torn. You don't think that if he and Caitlyn got engaged, he would have tried to actually got married? Oh, yes. I think with Caitlyn, that could have lasted. Yeah, I do think. Okay. I think he really liked her, which I think we saw from his proposal. I think that was genuine. Okay, me too. So Kate, so here we are. Vanessa, she actually asked some good questions. She's like, I'm not moving to Canada. I'm a proud American. Oh, God, that was painful. <laughs> Because she was just like, I live in Montreal. Like, could you ever see yourself moving Which is a there? Great city, great yeah. city. Oh yeah, I love. I'm just Canada in general. Love Canada. it. It's a great, great time. Canada, it's the best. Everybody's lovely. It's Please pretty- let us visit at some point. I, I mean, promise. We love you, Canada. I won't be dirty. Great I want to in. I love you. Let me in. I love doing stand up in Canada. I love the oh, Ham- yeah. Hamilton. I love doing the Hamilton. I love Vancouver. Come oh, on, British back Columbia. In the we love it. it. And knowing yet, all this was about to happen and Canada would be like our escape. And then he's like, I'm just, a, you know, I love America. Yeah. I don't know. It's like as much as like I would love to like follow my heart and be with somebody like that I love. Like, honestly, though, like at the end of the day, like I'm fucking <laughs> proud to be a fucking American, bro. Yeah. So like that shit would be like fucking dumb to be a yeah. Canadian. Like suddenly, like that was the second he said, that, I was like, OK, so that's a wrap. <laughs> uh, like yeah. that he couldn't even have the elasticity or to be malleable enough or open enough to say like, like not just be so like unequivocal and being like, no, uh, yo soy Americano. Therefore, no, 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 not going to the North. Yeah. Jerry, you're mad. You're mad about the Canada thing. Well, no, I mean, I think his, his line, I'm a proud American. Yeah. It was so slick. I was like, <laughs> the dude's a politician. This dude right. should have been a polit- gone into politics, but he found his outlet and this is an acting role. And I get it. And once you realize she, he's not going to Montreal, she's going to have to move into his world. It's like, this is, this is such a farce. This is to be fair to her. There's another farce. She is a, she is a teacher, but she also did have acting credits on blue mountain state in Canada. She had an IMDB page for a while before if she wasn't just teaching, just saying, and she's then she, I think she was maybe happy to move to LA, just throwing it out there. Moving on. We're on to Raven. Can't read my handwriting. She was so <laughs> cute. She did her little pigeon call, calling the Hawks poo, whatever, pig suey or whatever she said. Arkansas. Uh, 
What did she say? Facts. She said pig suey, and that made yeah. me cringe. What is Not that? Not when you did it. What is that? For the Razorbacks, Arkansas, the college football team. Okay, great. Oh. Yeah, the pigs. So then they were yeah. cute. They fell in love rollerblading. She was from a really tiny town in Arkansas. What was the name of her town? It's a funny name. I remember I enjoyed the name. I can't remember. Anna's going to look it up. Um, but they were so cute. And um, she. W- I remember that she wasn't good in her. By the way, they never showed with Vanessa. They, they didn't air in the clip. And they did do that sort of free fall in the plane. She vomited like all over, and which oh. I loved. And they didn't air that. Okay. So then we found out that she'd been cheated on. They didn't say this last night. She caught the, her boyfriend mid-act. And she, uh, Hoxie, Hoxie, Ar- Arkansas. Thank you. Okay, not really a funny name, but a, but a cute name is a tiny town. And I remember she caught the mid act and she attacked the woman with like a high heel. Is that correct? And she she attacked her with a shoe. Um, and she was so sweet. I just thought she really had my heart. She didn't know that she was valuable. Oh, we didn't give a shout out to Christina, the sweet Russian orphan. Who ate lipstick. Who ate lipstick. And our oh hearts just God. melted. I can't that- believe I just broke. Bro- yeah. She that said, story was crazy. I was just sitting there. My husband was watching it with me and I just turned to him like, oh, was, yeah. that was like just a drop yeah. of just like gothic horror in the yeah. middle of what is supposed to be a fun watch. I remember yeah. the lipstick. I didn't realize that her mom, I didn't quite add up that her mom was like, stay here for the day, probably alone. I'm going to go scavenge some food. You better not eat. And I didn't realize that the punish, I knew she ate lipstick. I forgot. I didn't have any memory that her mom punished her that she ate and then took her to an orphanage. That poor woman. Can I like, that's one of the worst stories just, yeah. and then she's been yes. a very popular contestant. She's been on bachelor in paradise twice. Um, she's, I would say at least probably can be a professional influencer. Now I would imagine fab fit fun boxes. Anna, how's she doing these days? Christina, can we look her up? Oh, Christina is killing it. Is she? What's she, she doing? Has Isn't some she work done on her face? She's dating somebody. Isn't she dating somebody from another show? Doesn't she have like a famous boyfriend from another show right now? I think she does. We'll come back to that. Anna's going to look that up. I don't, I don't see it. Most of, all her photos are just of herself. So could you Google who is Christina Russian Christina, like with a K, right? Christina yeah, Shulman. Who, who is Christina Shulman? I think she has a celebrity boyfriend. Um, so Raven, who I thought was also very lovable, she didn't see, she goes, I didn't know I was valuable and smart and interesting. And, um, you, you know, you can't value you need, you just, she just basically was like, I needed to have my own self-worth. I needed to know that I had value. She's like, it's and she, he said, it's easy to love you. He was there. No, she says that he's there in his giant turtleneck. She says, I do love you. And then they go ice skating. I do love you. They get, they make out in the swamp. They make out on the ice. Um, She goes, before I said I was falling for you. Now I am in love with you and I'm going to miss you. And, and then he cut her and in a heartbreaking, she had her pretty Dr. Zhivago cape going in the black Ravens cape. And she said, it still isn't enough. Everybody likes me, but it's still not enough. What can I do differently? You know, I, like, isn't there something I can't wish more from her than anything in the world to find love? Um, I, and I just, she's just hard. And she, now she's uh, engaged to Adam. Uh, Anna, did you find out who she's dating? No. But she's hinted at dating someone, but I can't. I think Lori might've told us something. All right, you guys, what did you think of Raven's journey? Who wants to start? Raise your hand. Jerry Trainer, rookie. Take I it. I just 
want to say, yeah, she's adorable. She's adorable. And it her when she got cut. I know she's you, so cute. It the, it really. I know I've harped on this before, but it 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 the cru- there the inherent cruelty of the show. Yeah, really hit me when she said. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, what, why am I, why does no one want me? And I just go, oh my God, that, uh, somebody like tell her that she's great. Like, well, I'm going to tell you, mean I'm, you are uh, unlovable because you're I, so lovable. I'm going to tell you this. Here's a weird catch 22. When you have a moment like that in the limo, it almost guarantees your future success and never having to have a real job again because America, all every person who watched that felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And you are guaranteed to either become the next bachelor or bachelorette. You are guaranteed to get laid anywhere you want. Everyone wants to show you you're lovable. You probably get to go to paradise. You never really, like, peep, if you have a sincere moment like that, in a weird way, the world rises up because everybody sees the injustice. Would you agree with that, Anna, Katie, Allison? I had never really thought about it like that. But yes, you're right. I mean, I think that we all have the reaction that, you know, I think about the inherent cruelty of the show a lot when I watch. And I wonder, like, is that what we're tuning in for? Are we just tuning in to watch people get um, tossed away like trash and treated like trash? I mean, among all the other things, but like how much is that the engine that propels this? I want to see people fall in love. I really do. And once in a while, you'll see like the Carly and Evan, you know, you'll see the Tanner and Jade. You'll see at first I thought Caitlin and Sean, like I want, I really actually want the happy ending and, uh, and I like the game of it. I, mm-hmm. I like one trying to figure out who's going to win, but I actually want people to fall in love. My- I feel like it's both. I feel like it has all of that. It has this sort of innate degradation and demoralization that happens, but then it also has the fantasy and the romance. I know we're all garbage people. <laughs> Miles. I, the, the thing Raven. that broke me uh, when Raven, I believe it was her when she said, you know, and I'm just happy because I think he loves me just as much as oh, I love him, which so is cute. sort of like, that's like when you sort of articulate that leap you have to make when you're oh. like actually loving somebody, you know what I mean? Like you have to wholeheartedly believe that that's what time it is. And so for, for her to say that, I was like, Oh, I don't, I mean, I know I don't, I'm pretty sure this man is not with anyone. So it's like, so this is anything bad for her now. I mean, uh, she, the producers really, I think, wanted her to be a bachelorette at some point in time. And in a weird way, I think they're probably disappointed that she fell in love on Paradise with Ad. Like, I bet she would have been a great lead. And then, in fact, they cast her friend who kind of looks like her, Tia. I think they tried to get Raven, too, because Raven wasn't <laughs> available anymore. I think because America really fell hard for Raven. So then here we are. Vanessa shows up and, um, you know... She's, she's like, I do love you. And when I look at you all, you know, everything about this has been my past, but when I do, I, I see my future. And, um, and there was, she thought, I always thought there was no way he's going to notice me with all these women, but you do notice me. And then, um, turns out we never, she just got engaged to a guy. So this was filmed a while ago. She's up in, uh, Canada again. God bless her. And uh, Nick is uh, happily single. And that was our journey. Final. At the end, at the end he had his 
final yeah. shape. Uh, he, he, his final form ended up being like a down and out Ryan Gosling impersonator. <laughs> and like yes. the last thing I was like, whoa, you did it again. You did it again, Nick. I don't know how you did it, but, but you somehow you're throwing me, you're giving me new facials suddenly and I don't know who you are. So <laughs> that's one of his greatest strengths, I must say. You know what? It's hard to be a shapeshifter. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. T- Jerry, final thoughts on this on this Bachelor goat that you watched? Just this this one this one outside of Corinne just yeah. felt like a thud. I mean, I think that's true for this season. I would agree with you. I think that's an accurate assessment in a three hour version of what we all went through for like twenty two weeks. Yeah, Allison. Despite everything I said, if I were to meet Nick and in person, he's actually like charming and dynamic and can pronounce words and stuff. I will walk back everything I said he and is decide a that I have a crush on him. I, he is a delight in person. He is. He's lovely. He's sweet. He's, you know, like he's, he's a podcaster. He's a podcaster. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, podcasting. Oh, They're the scum of the earth. <laughs> yeah, look at us. You don't want anything to do with us, kid. <laughs> All right, as promised at the beginning of the episode, we are so excited to be doing a fan podcast guest. It'll be all fans. People have been, we've been calling out, people have been emailing in, nominating themselves. Here's how it worked. I winnowed it down and then I sent a big batch over to Katie and Anna and they picked the final three. So we will be in touch with you and we will figure out a Zoom time and hopefully it all works for everybody. The first person who will be our celebrity fan guest podcaster is Abby Green. Yay. Oh my God, my pen just broke. The second person who will be our guest Fan, celebrity podcaster, Britt Paulson. And our final fan celebrity guest host coming for next week. I'm going to read the email. It was hard because there was one I was really rooting for who I just, I just want to say, I just want to say, I I feel you, Corgi Torso, Rhode Island girl, and I got you. I just want you to know I love you, but I'm going to have to, we'll get you on the set. We'll get you the next time around. It was so close. It came down to literally drawing out of a hat because we could not decide. So here's the other one. Ready? Arden, Anna, Katie, and gang. I am writing support of my sister and best friend whose life would be made if you invited her to be a virtual guest. I'm going to accept this rose. My sister and I do not live in the same city and we've watched The Bachelor together for years and years. It was not about until three years ago that she also roped me into this podcast. It's everything for us. A thousand laughs, a stress release, a time away from the cray of life, and most importantly, one thing that bonds the two of us together. She has been an avid fan for as long as I can remember and has flown all over the country on multiple occasions to see Arden. I mean, how much more dedicated can you be? I am telling you, she would drop everything at a moment's notice if you invited her along for the ride and you would not be disappointed. My sister is hilarious, outgoing, and the most honest person telling it like it is. And I am so hoping you make her life and mine by allowing her to join us. Please consider Erin French due to do the Lord's work. We love every single thing about this hilarious, witty, and original podcast. This is from Emily McClure. You got it, Emily. Your sister, Erin French, is the final guest fan podcaster. Ladies, 
Get ready to have a really long evening of watching three hours of the douche that is Juan Pablo. And you will be joining us next Tuesday virtually. So I hope you're available. All right. You guys, you guys have been giving us stars on, on iTunes and we really appreciate it. We're trying to get to over a thousand. Right now we have 749. So just like if you have a kid who has an, iPod, an iTunes account, just go make them go like put five stars in. I, I'm shameless. I, I, I will take it. But we also like when it's sincere and you actually leave us reviews, which we love your reviews. We got a couple this week. This is from Bat Coach. Come for The Bachelor. Stay for the homemade intro songs five stars. I've listened since the beginning and this pod just keeps getting better and better. It's a little ADD. I accept that. But Arden has grown so much as a host and dare I say the quarantine episodes are some of my favorites. She is so earnest about her personal life and I appreciate her empathy and generous spirit. It's nice to hear her in this different gear. Thank you very much. What I call this gear is just trying to make it through. The Feeling Thorny episodes are awesome. I've always loved Lauren Lapkus. And when you pair Arden with Lauren, you get pure, awkward, cute girl energy. That is so sweet. I'm so glad you like the Feeling Thorny episodes. I really enjoy doing it. My friends mean a lot to me. And I'm so inspired by a lot of the people that I've been hanging around. So I appreciate that you guys have been liking them. And let's be real. Everybody needs a little fun and sincerity now and then. Here's one more review we got. Five stars by Goguma9. I love this podcast. I've listened to many other Bachelor podcasts, but this is the only that I keep coming back to. I love Arden and all of the guests. Thank you so much, Goguma9. And as I mentioned at the top, we are doing, it's going to be so fun. Dynasty Typewriter is so great. If anybody came to our show last year, um, where we did draft picks. It's so fun. And their virtual shows are, it's not like a Zoom meeting. They really make it feel like you're at a show. So we're going to be live on, uh, again, Saturday, September 26th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And you can like email in with questions. We're going to be having guests. It's, we're going to be doing readings. It's like a book release party because I can't, I'm not able to do that. So it's $5. It's on our Facebook page. Uh, Rob Benedict is going to be a guest. Andy's going to sing a song. And then again, if you want a personalized book like order and you want it like written out to somebody like as a present or to yourself, you can get a personalized book. Tell me who to make it out to. And then uh, or if you're like Arden, I don't feel like watching a show. I want a tote bag. Go to Arden Marine book.com before we do that and email us the receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com because guess what right now i am doing giveaways every week and right now i promised we haven't had an episode for a couple weeks i'm gonna do four t-shirts right now that i'm gonna give away the first person getting a t-shirt is julia vogel you get a t-shirt the second person getting a t-shirt is Da, 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 da. Heidi Klein's sister. Heidi ordered the book for her sister. Heidi, I'll email you. You can keep it. You don't need to tell your sister. You paid for the book. It's either for you or your sister. I don't care. I'm not judging. Number three, the third person getting a t-shirt is Cindy Clausen. All right. The final person this week getting their own merch and a cute little note mailed to them from me 
is Sarah Peterman, Heidi Klein's sister, or Heidi Klein, Julia Vogel, Cindy Clausen, and Sarah Peterman. You all get t-shirts. We're doing giveaways every week. So if you order the book, send the receipt to rosepodcast at gmail.com. So guys, our listeners, I think next week is, I think the last episode of the goat. We're going to keep doing the feeling thorny episodes. And if you're like Arden, I'm Jones in for bachelor content. Tana and I have been releasing six episodes a month on our Patreon page. Plus you have all the back episodes. So we're, uh, we're doing right now. We're in the middle of bachelorette New Zealand, which is a joy, which has two bachelorettes and a chocolatier stripper dad. There's a lot of fun on there. And then we're also doing Real Housewives of New York. And and then one of the fun things, if you go to our very early episodes, um, HBO Max now has put up Bachelor in Paradise, Australia. And I think to me, Anna, wouldn't you agree? Season one is one of the best seasons of this franchise I've ever seen for any country. Would you agree with that? Yes, it's so great. I loved it. And so, and Brian Safi did the entire season with us. If you guys know him from Throwing Shade, he's freaking hilarious so if you go back to the 20 so the way to find it it's like one of our very first episodes is in 2017 and it's called the first episode of it is riding the bipolar high is how you find where where the first episode of it but that's if you're jonesing and you can't wait till october 14th for bachelor content but we will keep putting out the feeling thornies episodes so you'll still have episodes from us but if you want what if you want to watch people fall in love and get eliminated go to our Patreon page and you can become a member. Um, You guys, what a treat. Next week is our final goat episode. We're doing it with some three fan listeners. Any advice for them coming in, watching at home, come in hot and heavy. Bring your biggest and best jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't, they don't play on. Will you accept this Rose? I'll tell you that. Yeah, y'all. we don't play. We don't fuck around come with your best open mic jokes best open mic jokes Sarah, but also come in with your heart open and be open to the journey and the process uh, yes that's, that's what I, I, allison i was gonna say speak from the heart speak mm-hmm. from the heart are you gonna guard and protect it jerry i'm gonna guard and protect your heart <laughs> yes please <laughs> please i don't remember how to do it i don't remember. oh my god how did it go how did it go I'm gonna guard and protect your heart yeah Oh my! I almost feel I like I ate some beans. Now I got a fart, <laughs> dude. I think I have that song on here. Wait, let me see. Oh no! Don't! No, no, no! We don't have this kind of song. Oh, dude. All right. You just, right. It just came to me. It just came to me. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> What's the dude's name? Is it Casey? I don't remember. Yes, yeah, Casey. It's Casey. I'm gonna get married sometime in December. I'm gonna guard and protect your heart as long as it's so possible. I don't know what rhymes are possible because so, it's impossible. My name's Nick Vial. Oh, geez. I am the bachelor. I may have given up the chance to find a spatula, but what I want to do is get horny in a bounce house. And if you think your nanny is a deterrent, you haven't met my pants, mouse, Miles. 
Hey, Aunt yes, Mouse. I'm not here. And maybe I talk like Kermit, but I got a little thing I want to tell you. I have a shooting permit, so I can film this porno in my backyard. And if you want to call the police, I will tell you too. You won't get farther. Didn't rhyme. Go, Allison. Allison! My name is Nick, and I am really flatlined. I'm not dynamic, but some women don't mind. But I think some do, but I'll nail them too. My name is Nick, and I'm kind of a dick. Anna! Anna! I'm coming to see you. Get my little mumble. I hope that you guys like me. I'm so used to being rejected. But really, technically, I rejected the last girl. I don't really have a reason other than I want to be famous. Close it, Jerry. Close it, Jerry. Take it as Nick. My name is Nick Vial. And um, I've had my heart broken. I like to gaslight women. Especially ones who bring tokens. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I pretend that I'm uncomfortable when I put my hands on the boobs. <laughs> really, I just love making women look like rubes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the pod. If you think I'm going to write any more episodes out, if they have a goat thing, you wrong. I can't write these fucking episodes because they're so fucking long and boring. But I am not averse to doing some more kind of podcast whoring. Where can people find you? What is your plug? Allison, take it. Let us know what's on your rug. I host Allison is your new Allison. Oh, are we do are we singing this too? Yeah, yeah. I host Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I also host a parenting podcast with my friend Greg Fitzsimmons. It's called Childish, and they're both available everywhere. Listen to them and also subscribe to me on youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Yes, Miles. Where can people find you, Miles? Miles Gray. Let people know so they can make Instagram pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me on the daily, hosting the daily zeitgeist, and I won't get fairly. And if you want to hear some reality show, you can get 420 Day Fiance. And if you're looking for me, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Jerry Trainer, where can people find you? You're a popular rookie, and I will not send you poo. Please don't send me poo if you know where to find me. This is at Jared Trainer on Twitter and Instagram family. My name is Arden Marine, and I think you fucking so sick of hearing about my book. But listen, you little sweet peas, it's all about the pre-orders. And I'm stuck in my house, and I had to write 60,000 words, and they make more sense than this turd of a song. And if you go on my Instagram, at Arden Myrin, it's A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N. And if you want that fucking tote bag, you go to ArdenMarineBook.com. And if you want to watch me and Lord. Lauren Lopkins, you go to our Facebook page. And if you want to come see the show and get a book signed to you, guess what? We can make that work. Everything in the back. Guys, wow. What an episode. You guys, we really did it. Leave it on the field. I feel like that's it. I feel like we really, aside from the fan episode, closing out these goats, mm-hmm. absolutely batshit. Side note, Jerry, who cut your hair? You? Did you get a cut? I got a guy. He came, did a dry cut in my backyard. That's how you do it.
That's how you do it. it Everybody, great. Allison Rosen, Miles Gray, Jerry Trainer, Tana Hosnier, Katie Levine. What a journey. You know what? You made last night's entry fee worth it again. Every time I think the podcast will not make up for the fact of this fucking viewing experience. It, I had a great time. Thank you all for being our guests. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Have a little fun. Be nice to one another. Don't spread COVID. All right, everybody. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. Will you accept this rose? Accept this rose into your world. Will you accept this rose into your world? Will you accept this rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.